those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prime. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all Nerds International. With the hyphen. Okay, so we're back once again. This is the Tabletop Twats podcast, and we want to apologise for the last episode, don't we, Nick? We do. I'm. Oh God. It was so much waffle. It was like a delicious breakfast. Well, I've got a quote. There was more waffle than IHOP. Mm-hmm. Um, that came from someone. Is that some sort of iPod? Uh, IHOP is the International House of House Pancakes. Of iPods. <laughs> well. Um, so we got a guest on, and um, it obviously, as I've said before, um, it's traditional that the guest um, say something incredibly funny to kick the show off. So, Sean, say something w- um, well funny. Super. Look, um, I'm really sorry, but I can't. I can't really do that because you put me on the spot, and I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm just like okay, just say like a funny word, like one word. Go. Um, tree purple. Tree purple. <laughs> you heard okay. it here first. Tree purple. you live from Grub Fub Nub's belly button, it's me, Nick Lamley Lambslice. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka Rabula Conundrum. And we are Tabletop, Tabletop Twats. Twats. Okay, so we've got a show for you today, right? We've got so many features, we've got so many creatures, it's going to be amazing. But first of all, we want to introduce our esteemed guest. His name is Sean Hunt, and he is also an internet celebrity. Are you not, Sean? Um, I am not, but <laughs> I, I do have a YouTube channel, uh, Swags Den, all about games and stuff. Um, I do like gaming history. Uh, just started a new versus thing where, you know, we do a fighting game, and the loser has to eat some sh- <laughs> terrible stuff. So, well, yeah, really, you know, Sean. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I really, really like his show, and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, say why. I think everyone should go out and watch it, but I think. In terms of video games, it's one of the best shows on the internet, and, <laughs> and that is why you're here because you are very knowledgeable about something that we never talk about on this show, and that is video games. But also, I play a lot of RPGs. I don't really have time for my else to be honest. <laughs> well, Sean is actually my brother, and he was there for the extreme early days. So we've been role playing together since we were about. I was about thirteen. You're about. I don't know how old you are, but nonetheless. <laughs> We've been role-playing for a long time, so he's got credentials, listeners. He's here for a reason, and we're going to talk to him about one-shots. That is going to be the main subject, but in addition to that, we have got what what you've been saying, where we talk about what we've been playing. We've got the competition update. We've got the challenges. We've got Fireside Tales, Adventure Call, Electro Letters, and probably an outro. That is why... <laughs> You listen to Tabletop Twats, the RPG podcast about RPGs. For the people. For the people, about the people, uh, yeah. with, with the people. On top of the people. But well, around let's, the people. Let's not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Oi! Yeah? What you slaying? Okay, so this is what you've been slaying, and this segment is all about what we've been playing. Sean... Is that right? Um, I think it is. Yes. <laughs> um, so what we what we want to talk about first of all is um, I ran a one shot of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. So let's have a little chat about that. Let's talk about it. 
It was really fun. Basically, the way I did it, I went for something a bit weird, a bit avant-garde <laughs> for our French listeners. Um, basically, what I did was it was set in a investigator's school. So, like, the, it was all people that trained to fight Cthulian monsters and to investigate them. Oh, nice. And so all the players were kids in this school, and all the lessons were things like they had to do a lesson in Spot Hidden. <laughs> or the um, the PE lessons hide and seek around the classroom yeah and the PE <laughs> lessons were them driving cars around the track instead of running around drive all time <laughs> yeah nice. and um, <laughs> basically what it was was there was their best friend this guy called Rand McNally had gone missing and they were trying to investigate and there had been talk about people summoning demons in the school when they weren't supposed to they only learnt the theory but somebody had summoned a demon and their friend had gone to another dimension. Whoops. So yeah. they were trying to find out which one of the clubs was responsible. So there was the Warhammer Club, the Death Metal Club, the Lacrosse Club and the Anime Club. And one of them had summoned a demon that had taken their friend away. And nice. they were trying to figure out who did it. And basically, um, to spoil it, because I'm never going to play it again, it, what happened was in the end was that uh, it turns out that each club had one part of the ritual right. and because they all met at the same time it, the, the summoning was a complete accident <laughs> so the death metal guys had this like tape with a horrible sound effect on it and then the lacrosse club were doing like a chant for their cheerleading and then the Warhammer club had this like Ouija board that they were using as a gaming board <laughs> and so all of that ended up in this summoning a combination of all of yeah. it yeah it was pretty good, but Sean was unfortunately unable to make it, and so were you, actually. Unfortunately, I was working as well, but so we both missed it. It was so. a really, really cool game. We didn't want to go ready, didn't it, Sean? <laughs> no, not really. A bunch of cunts. <laughs> another game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you remember that game we played? Yeah. What? Wait, what? Nothing. It's some secret. Man. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Anyway, so, moving on. So, anyway, it was really good, and it was yeah. cool to play a comedy game in Call of Cthulhu, and it had this really, really cool ending where all the clubs that hated each other ended up teeping up and going into the void oh, to try nice. to save this Does guy. Still, did it still have elements of creepiness? Yeah, definitely, man. We had uh, one of the players went down to two sanity. Oh, wow. He was, he was very, very close to going completely insane, so it was, was awesome. Ryan's and then they all died. Classic. Ryan was not there. Oh, God, Ryan was in Thailand as well. Did you play by yourself? Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, didn't you um, say that uh, uh, Peter, one of the players, he uh, tried to fight like a, f- a formless creature? He tried to shoot it with a handgun. Or yeah, I can't oh, remember dear. what they're called, but they're called like, I don't know, it's like some sort of shapeshifter monster. And obviously, in Call of Cthulhu, if you're fighting Cthulian monsters, you're, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're and uh, Peter didn't know that. And every time I was like, so what do you want to do this turn? Do you want to carry on fighting? And Peter was like, yeah, of course I do. I'm going to fucking kill it. And I'm like, you're bloody not. That's the only way you... Yeah, You can't the, see the stats, I can. It's mm. the only way you uh, learn in Cthulhu, though. The hard way, fir- yeah. First time, school hard knocks, you know. You have, That's you, true. You're going to go against Cthulhu with a handgun, you know. Well, actually, I wouldn't know, because my Cthulhu character never died. Yeah, we well, well, did. You, you actually did, but you went we back were able time, to get so. him back. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, so that, that was the thing. I didn't want to tell him during the game and ruin the no, fucking immersion. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was funny, man. Um, then we played your one shot, Sean, the following week. So we did another one shot in Cthulhu. And if you want to explain basically what the premise was. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, basically, uh, I sort of lifted the idea from Legend of the River King, uh, where a girl is sick. And you have to go and get the beak from this magical fish. Uh, but in this game, uh, it was one of the player's sisters. It was your your player um, uh, had. Uh, oh, had Fuck's sake, Nick! <laughs> Shut up! 
Sorry. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so my sister was ill with some sort of malady. Yeah, uh, and uh, basically one of the other characters, doctors, diagnoses her and says, oh, you have to go and get a beak from uh, the River King. Uh, I found that really funny because it was like this doctor that's like highly educated and he comes out with them, um, he, he's like, yeah, you need to go and get the beak from this legendary fish. And we were like... Um, Okay, are you sure you're a doctor? And he's he's like, yes. I mean, this comes up very rarely, but um, but it is a known cure. <laughs> it was so funny, man. And that's the thing is, a lot of your one shots they tend to. We'll get into this later when we talk about one shots proper. But you tend to draw from obscure video games that nobody's ever played. I mean, Legend of the River King. Who the fuck has played that? Yeah. And um, it meant that we had this proper bizarre story that was fucking awesome. Brilliant. But yeah, tell, tell them some of the stuff that happened because it was fucking so good, man. It was uh, it was hilarious, man. Uh, just getting up to the martial arts goods shop was was um, uh, yeah, just any investigating, any moving transport at all because they went up to a uh, fishing harbour to investigate, and then once they left, uh, the, the doctor character drove the car into the water. Uh, it was a struggle, uh, and all of the characters uh, were drowning. None of us had any points in swim. <laughs> oh, so shit. it was like, it must have been, what, like 20 minutes of you going, right, Harrison, you roll swim, you fail. Oh, Peter, you no. roll swim, yeah. you fail. You roll swim, you fail. We just failed and failed, all oh, three man. of us. We were just failing constantly and losing HP, and we were so close to drowning. <laughs> and then I rolled a, a crit success and finally got out and saved the other two. Yeah. But fuck me, it was it was ridiculous. And it took us ages to get out. Oh, and then so we, annoying. Then we, all we were doing, right, was we wanted to get some fucking martial arts good f- <laughs> from the store. <laughs> Did and you I, the river? Oh, yeah. I was really, really low on HP, right? And as we were going along, um, I started taunting the doctor and I was like, you drove the fucking car into the water, you dickhead. And he slapped me on the back of the head. I, I was down to one HP. I, I, I wanted to keep it realistic. So I didn't want to say to the guys, you know I'm down to one HP. Yeah. Right? And then Peter was like, yeah, I'm going to smack him on the head too. And then I was oh, like, no. oh, I'm dead then. So uh, just just through them, like, just giving me like a hit to teach me a lesson, I fucking died. <laughs> and then immediately after that, we went to the martial arts store and it was your old character from Pathfinder, Rex Baxter. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, it was uh, yeah. It was like the doctor wanted a discount on weapons, uh, and he got it through like ages of persuasion. His persa- uh, his persuasion skill was terrible, uh, and uh, then Peter decided that he'd try and get a discount by doing a spa with like this hench fridge of a man, uh, and uh, they went out the back, and he was on three HP or something. That was one of my favourite fights I've ever seen in a fucking RPG because literally what happened, Nick, was Peter was like, yeah, can I buy a bow staff, please? You know, <laughs> sort of a non-lethal yeah. kind of weapon. And he's like, yeah, um, I'll, if I beat you in a fight, will you um, give me a discount? He's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and they went out the back and the guy's like... You don't get, pick a fight, bro. The guy's got like a knife in his hand and he's like sw- like throwing it between his two hands <laughs> and going, yeah. And then um, they got in a fight and uh, the, the doctor guy was like, hang on a minute, he's got a knife. How is this fair? And he just stabbed him to death. Oh, no. Yeah, he, he swung the bow staff missed and then Rex sliced his throat and he was dead oh man but then Rex Rex was you made it so that he was really dumb so um, the doctor was like he's dead and then you rolled intelligence for um, 
Rex and he was like, nah, he's just sleeping. <laughs> it was so good. And then he was like, but I'm a doctor. And then I rolled again and it was uh, it was a miss again. And he was like, nah, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It was so good. And the, best, the best bit was that um, didn't uh, James's character, then he was the only one left alive. And he was implicated in the murder, and he went to jail for quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, it was yeah, because your corpse was right outside the pub. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, because he did actually kill me. Yeah, yeah. and so um, yeah, when he went to jail, then why you did it? It was quite genius. Is that you had it so that um, while he was in jail, he met two thugs, and then that so then we helped him finish the mission to save oh, my right. original yeah, character sister. Oh, nice. So we all got out of jail at the same time, basically. And um, it was this like really posh doctor and these two guys that were like, right, let's go fucking knife something. <laughs> yeah, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was really good because both of your, yours and Peter's characters died and it was a really good way to sort of bring characters back by like, yeah, just a posh doctor guy bringing out two, two sort of like, yeah, jail sort of, yeah. That's wicked, man. It's almost like when we got the, um, the fucking shit skeletons out. Yeah, in the maid episodes, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you've got, like, an extra character. I like it, because you got... It's nice to keep the game going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what was, was really funny? Was that, that It was nice going from playing this massive nerd to playing an absolute thug. Meathead, um, yeah. I'll, try, I'll wrap this <clears> up, but basically... What happened was um, there was a bit where we needed to recruit this guy from a bowling alley. Do you remember? Yeah. And um, he was like, "Oh no, I can't get off. I can't get off of work now. You know, I mean, my, my boss is going to get annoyed." And I was like, "Don't worry, mate. I'll sort it." And I just said, "Sean, I go in the bowling alley and I do something unspeakable, and I come out and say, um, I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, the boss is sorted. Don't worry about that.'" <laughs> and Sean's like, "You cut her head off." I'm like, yep. Oh shit! <laughs> but nobody else knows it, so I'm like, "Right, let's go. Come on, eat crack on." Just quietly killed her. Yeah, I just went and sawed her head off. Shh, 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 come here now, love. Now, quiet. <laughs> and he's just hacking away at her. Oh god, <laughs> very nice. Great campaign. Brilliant. One shot, I should say. It was so much fun, and like I said, it was it was nice to have that element of weird fucking obscure thing from a Japanese video game for the Game Boy Colour that nobody's ever heard of like <laughs> nice. yeah, exactly. I, I fucking love that man yeah, but why not it just shows you the um, how easy you can turn in something into a, an RPG game well people do know? it all the time yeah. you know they take elements of stuff they know the group hasn't played and, yeah. then, and then put it it's in a great, it's a great idea and you know what well, Cthulhu is is a, is a great system if you want to do something a bit out there you know yeah. trying to hunt down a legendary fish I can't <laughs> wait I'm reading it all at the moment so I'm really looking forward to uh, to having a go Hey, I'm Beyonce Knowles, and when I'm not shooting varmints out on the lawn and drinking moonshine from a jug, I listen to the tabletop twats. Hell yeah! I've got some more Cthulhu stuff. Yeah, I've, so I've got the got the handbook now, really pleased. But the other thing I wanted, what I already said about, <clears throat> but the main thing is, look at this, guys. I've got the Call of Cthulhu Nameless Horrors, which is uh, six adventures um, right with a. Well, it's mainly blank pages because yeah, they're nameless. It's nameless, there's nothing in it. But have a look at this and check, just check the art out. I put okay. a few pictures of it before on um, Google Plus, and man, I think I'm just really going to describe the book to the people um, listening at home. There's a lot of uh, words, and these form sentences. <laughs> um, and then you've got the artwork's really cool, actually. The um, character art, uh, not so much these ones, more the pictures. Yeah, oh yeah, really good. There's quite some sort of like photo realistic type images yeah. in there. It, it's great, man. I mean, it's such a such a thick book as well. I mean, yeah. it's got six um, 
whole adventures in there and the, the Cthulhu ones tend to be very deep especially the published ones a lot of um, these ones apparently uh, come highly recommended as well uh, especially for beginners uh, to to DMing Cthulhu uh, or keeping as they like to yeah do. yeah yeah exactly but you remember, like in the DM screen, it came with like a couple of oh, adventures yeah, and like loads of stuff. They're in always DM so extensive, and they give you so much that, like you said, Sean, it's it's always good for beginners because when you look at it, it gives you everything. Yeah, and well, all, you guys, oh sorry, go on. all it is is like it's almost like a sandbox, mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. just say investigate it, you mm-hmm. know, and it gives you well, this thing should be here, this person should be here, and that's it. And you just need... As long as you've read the fucking adventure, it's so easy to run. I like it. And the way they're written as well, and the maps, uh, just so incredibly detailed. Has it always been really well written? Because you guys had previous editions, didn't you? So... Well, it's... Like really good now, it's uh, mm-hmm. its peak kind of thing. Yeah, but, um, it's always like had a lot of uh, good detail in there. I mean, uh, in uh, edition five, for example, they had the whole of the Call of Cthulhu story in there. Yeah, because mm. they only had a snippet in edition six, didn't they? Yeah. But the thing is, um, I feel like um, with the Cthulhu um, adventures that they're so great as well even if you just want to read them for a story and then take bits of it yeah. for the campaign mm. and that's what I like because you've never run a pre-published module but you've like no. read the ones in the books and stuff and no. I think it really helps um, flesh out your campaign yeah. so yeah. it's a really really good book Nameless nice. Horrors and it's yeah and it's Nameless Horrors oh the reason is it's like a lot of if people that play Call of Cthulhu for a long time get to know the the old gods and whatnot and what to expect and things like that yeah and the kind of whole premise of this these adventures is that they're unnamed horrors so you can't put um a handle on them and know how to deal with them and it kind of can throw out a, so if you uh, have experienced like, players as well if you have one of those fucking players like continuity lawyer on yep. your team yeah there's like actually yog Sothoth wouldn't come out at this point because you haven't done the correct ritual exactly. you can be like fuck you motherfucker this ain't yog Sothoth. we don't even know his name go suck my yog dick off <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> that's a Cthulhu nasty joke yeah hello my name's Gary Coleman and I'm deeply offended about what was said about me on this podcast but I forgive you that's why I listen to the tabletop twats. Yeah, okay, so the last thing we want to talk about is Pathfinder, where we're a bunch of investigators um, in a fantasy universe investigating the death of a girl. But we previously thought she was missing, and now we just found out she was dead. That's it, yeah. And she died outside of her home, but we went to visit the home, and somebody either put her back or she appeared there magically. Yeah, we don't know, do we? She was just in the bed, because we went to the. Um we went to the parents' house, didn't mm-hmm. we, to kind of ask some questions, find out when she went missing and that. And they had been away for the weekend, I believe, and not long come back. And then we went in there, and obviously I had um, I had my, what was it, uh, animal empathy, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, and you just talked just to the cat, up to and, the you, cat. and you were like, so where's the girl? Yeah. What happened? When so did she go missing? <laughs> we found out so much information from just talking to that talking cat. Talking to the cat, yeah, it was brilliant. Um, but the thing I really liked, one of my favourite memories from it was... Um, James has inserted this character in the game called Graham, right? And what Graham is, is Graham is one of the guys that's employed by the same forensic agency that we're employed by. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys that's a device so that James can move the game on if we're fucking about too much. Because mm-hmm. Graham's an expert and he can go, you know, guys, we should do this. Yeah, do you that's know right. I mean? yeah. And, profiler, but isn't it? Yeah. we... we um, my character's taken a dislike to him because my character's arrogant as fuck and he doesn't like <laughs> taking orders from people that are above him Yeah, because he thinks everyone's below him. So he took a dislike to him and Larry, Sean's character, who did, who's this like Irish um, paladin, <laughs> thinks that he, um, Graham, is stupid. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's uh, Graham is like just really just a meek sort of businessman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's just a very normal guy. He was a colour yeah, grey, wasn't he? Yeah. And there was a or bit beige. where um, we we figured out that she died by strangling. That's it. And yeah. um, d- then we were sort of explaining to Graham what a strangling was. <laughs> I was I was like, Hey, Larry, tell t- tell him what a tell him what a strangling is. Yeah, and then I was like, It's uh, basically when you press your hands against the windpipe. And then there was another bit about something about eating or something. No, we were like, you, you were like, um, you press your hands against the windpipe and then uh, it makes the uh, blood starved of oxygen and eventually they die. And then, and we were, and I was like, so get your crayons out, Graham, take note of that. <laughs> yeah. And we were just being an absolute cunt to him. It was so funny. And Tobias has just been kind of going to flow and yeah, taking piss out of Graham as well because he's just... Well, Tobias <laughs> yeah. is a cool character because he's a stoner and yeah. he's a druid and it's such a good mix for a yeah, character. Yeah, it's wicked. Um, and then we had the final character was Ryan's new character who's called Arwat oh we got to meet him yeah Arwat which is um, Thai, Thai for weapon weapon yeah and he is a monk and he was pretty cool as well and he showed us some pretty sick moves and he's really quiet isn't he and like yes he, oh. he whispers and he's very kind of humble isn't he he's brilliant yeah proper monk type character yeah, yeah really really awesome. cool so that's what we've been playing this week mm. and let's move on to the next segment because uh, you know I've got stuff to do uh, let's get this out of the way get a move on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. come on places. Okay, so this is the competition update. So, Sean, do you want to announce the winner? Uh, yeah, I will. I don't know who the winner is, but I could announce it if you tell me. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, well, it's not you. You've got a guess, all right. Is it me? Because like, I sent in a pretty dank jingle, uh, to be fair. To be fair, nah. it's, it's got in my head, I'm not going to lie. Every Sean, now and again, I'm like... Do, 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 do. Wow. No, you're, no, so, no, you're so wrong. You can't do it. Wow. It's close. Right, I'll play Sean's jingle now. I'll play Sean's jingle now. Here's Sean's jingle. (laughs) So thanks for sending that in. You know, it does the job. It's cool, man. But the winner... The, sorry, mate, but you can't win. He brought you out, mate. Yeah, sorry. Um, you brought him on the show to tell him he didn't win. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, you, well, you only came here because you thought you were going to win a copy of Made. Pretty much. Do you want to? Oh, <laughs> well, this is all good now. Okay, so <laughs> shut up, both of you. Right, so the winner is Stefan Dragonspawn. Yes, indeed. Now, why is that? Uh, because the lovely dragon that is Stefan DJ Dragonspawn was the only person, bar you, Sean. Sorry, mate, and your mum that sent anything in. Actually, we, and it's pretty good. <laughs> we did have one more. Ju- actually, we did have one more jingle from um, James Clark. But again, he was a guest on this show, so he's not fucking winning. This is James Clark's jingle. Um, yeah, so Stefan, you are the winner of this competition. You win the maid. We're going to sort out your um, address and all that shit afterwards. But thanks so much for sending that jingle in. Um, we'll play it now. Just in time for the holidays. It's the Nerds International Christmas Collection. Recorded on 12 high-definition Memorex tapes. It includes only a few of the most popular hits 
and a lot of lame mixes and other bits of recordings we found after a few drunken nights of gaming. Hits like, It's beginning to look a lot like a TPK. Everywhere you look, there are body parts and brains, arms and hearts. And as well as, Deck the halls with trollish entrails, fa la 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 la. And of course, Silent Death Night, Unholy Death Night, All is stilled, All is killed. All these and a few more in the Nerds International Christmas Collection, brought to you by Flufferfuckers Recording Studios. So that is um, Stefan Dragonspawn's jingle, and we just want to say a big thanks. He's obviously put a lot of effort into that, and he deserves a copy of Made. Yeah. He deserves it, and he's got a chainsaw, so that's why I'm scared of him. And that's, yeah, why, that's, that's also part of the reason why he won. I'm a bit worried that we might recommend Made and send him Made, and then he don't talk to us again. Yeah, because he's got what he wants now. He's got a sweet. He's got a sweet RPG book out of this, and now he doesn't want us. And now I messes with him because he's got a fucking deadly weapon. Yeah, sweet, nice one, Steve. Thanks, mate. <laughs> nice one, Stefan. Steve, <laughs> you dickhead. Main subject. Main subject. <coughs> Sorry. This, ladies and gentle people, is the main subject, and today we're talking about. One shots, man. Yeah. The reason we're talking about one shots is because Sean does a fucking load of them. And maestro. He's the maestro. He's the king of the one shots. He's the lord of the one shots. I like king of the one shots better. We we're here to 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 figure out how it is that you make such good one shots. How do? Uh, so first of all, let's 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 think about like preparation for a one shot. Now I know that sometimes actually one shots can be a bit more jarring to create than an ongoing campaign because whereas an on- ongoing campaign you make a lot of the building blocks to begin with and then you just you kind of rearrange them as you go along because you can just put players into already existing areas you've made. Got a lot of time as well, haven't you? With a one shot, you have to create everything from scratch every time. So how do you go about the preparation? Uh, I think the best thing to do is uh, first to sort of think of a sort of mission idea. Uh, I've found that like watching a movie usually helps with that because it usually lasts about that length, a um, bit longer maybe, about three or four hours or something. Uh, the first one I did was uh, 22 Jump Street. Uh, I got the idea from that and then sort of did the town around that. Sort of I had a mission about drugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically that was a huge drug lord in the first, the first one shot I did. I think we've touched on it before. Yeah, we have. Mm. So, like, obviously you came up with the mission idea first and then you thought, what sort of town would have that mission in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, that makes sense. And then nice. you sort of do everything around that in the town and uh, you sort of, yeah, everything sort of works itself out nicely in that sort of way because you... Yeah, because yeah. you're you're realistically, you're, you're making everything so that it informs that one mission that you've given. Yeah. And in that respect, it probably keeps it quite concise as well. Yeah. But I know that like a lot of DMs, what they do when it comes to one shots is, we've had it before, where to, to speed things along, they might, when a scene is over, 
Like mm-hmm. Eric, for instance, he, he would say, and scene. Mm-hmm. Or the DMs might give extra clues away. Like, you know, you've gathered everything you can here, guys, move on. Mm-hmm. But you never do that. And a lot of, like, you actually give us complete freedom. It's, it's, it's like, we'll sit down and you go, do whatever you want. And somehow you always manage to make it last exactly four hours. Yeah. yeah. Magic. Um, well, um, yeah, it's usually um, thinking about different hooks that in, well, when you're doing it, where the guys will go and stuff like that, thinking about stuff like that. They usually skewer the plan, but you usually have something in there to defend against that. Uh, but the best thing to do is at first is to sort of give them a solid mission, basically. Uh, and then you can sort of build your characters up right from the get-go. And, yeah, you have likeable characters almost, yeah, in a few minutes, basically. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I think as well, like, one of the things you do really well is you get straight into the action. Because uh, uh, you might have one shots like, I don't know, people often play ones, you know, where you'll get a bunch of notes that you have to read beforehand. And, like, yeah. for me, I think that's cool, right? If you have a little bit of world building beforehand so everyone's clued up. Yeah. But you get so many players that could, don't give a fuck. Don't right. wanna, they're like, I don't want to read shit. Come on. Just want to roll some dice. Yeah, you never do that. And we'll get straight into the action. And it always seems really good because you, your worlds are quite well thought out. And you, you always set it in, like, a small town which I guess helps with the preparation as well yeah. or a small area mm. and that keeps it concise but um, it's always like for instance with the 22 Jump Street one all this, all that he said when we started off was um, right you're members of the police um, your boss is telling you about this new drug shipment that has come in he says what was it find a supplier get the kill the <laughs> bloke uh, um, what was it um, uh, find a dealer get a supplier um, find a supplier. Uh, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't find a supplier. It was something like that. I can't remember, but it's that famous line from Twenty One Jump Street. If you've ever heard it. Yeah, and he just he just said that, and we were like, okay, cool. We have to investigate the drugs, nice. and we just yeah. got straight into it. And it's like, okay, I get that that's not much of a story, but then what you did is like you flesh out the story as it goes on, yeah, rather than nice. having all this fucking backstory at the beginning. So it was like, okay. This is, at the beginning, it's quite dry because you've only got that small amount of stuff. But then as soon as we started, we were like, you know what? Kids take drugs all the time. Let's go to the school. <laughs> so, so we went straight to it's the school. Outlet. And then as we got there, we met all the cool characters. And that's when you sort of learn stuff. Instead of people giving you handouts at the beginning, you sort of go to these places and you learn stuff that way in a more interesting, immersive kind of way. Yeah, by yeah. actually doing it. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, And um, yeah, you sort of like have these like really sort of cool characters that everyone meets and it gives you an idea for the flavour of the world um, I think on one of the other ones we had we, we had to investigate um, some demon dogs this was again Call of Cthulhu and um, yeah we started off and, and, and it was just like so simple because we knew about the demon dog attacks like we knew, we knew that's why we'd come to the town yeah. so no fucking about yeah, you were hired to do that job to, to uh, investigate that, basically. So I think that you write your stories with one-shots in mind. Because it's like, right, we can't get too overcomplicated. But you can, in a way, because you can complicate it throughout the story. Yeah. Don't don't give them this huge fucking backstory right off the bat. Yeah. Or it's going to be like, we're only playing for four hours. Yeah, fuck fucking hell, we get through all that. two hours of backstory and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you, no, have to, you have to disperse it throughout in interesting ways. Yeah, yeah that's the, the thing. Like, and it's and the fact that you always manage to get this kind of self-sufficient um, adventure in in the and that's so kind of organic. 
but in a in a in a in a, in a set amount of time, it's brilliant. It's really it's really really good. I mean, my world's flesh out eventually because I've got lots of time to sit and think about it. But I think to Should do it. so well prepared at these and way builds his world, he's ready for the story to grow with him. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, I like it. But then I suppose then that's sort of um, tip number one then is that you need to build your your world around your story if you're doing a one-shot, yeah. really. With a long campaign, it can work the other way. But yeah. with a one-shot, it sort of makes sense because you want that central mission to be the thing, the main thing about your story. So mm-hmm. as a result, you should fucking... Yeah, you should, you should build it around that because it'll make it much more interesting. And it'll mean that, like you said, people will find out stuff in interesting ways. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's the best uh, best thing to do. Yeah, tip numero uno, guys. <laughs> but so, if let's say for instance you've got players that are fucking about, right? You've only got four hours. You know that that shit's gonna go down like crazy, and and people are fucking about. And they're doing all sorts of shit you didn't predict. How do you how do you stick to the four hours then? Uh, I think uh, with Call of Cthulhu, it's easy because if you if you mess about, I mean, even if you try and do stuff normally, it just goes horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Um, so um, yeah, there's that. Um, the players tend to uh, to uh, sort of screw things up quite a lot. Like in the last one, uh, just simply driving a car was too much for them. <laughs> you know, it's funny though because you're absolutely right. That problem did actually sort of sort itself out, right? Because we we. In the end, right, we, we sort of like, after fucking about with the car, nearly drowning and shit, we were like, okay, that was fucking annoying. Let's just get on with the mission, no faffing about. And so the problem <laughs> did actually sort itself out. Yeah. But the thing is, what it meant was when we mm. went to go and fight this legendary fish, which turned out to be the size of a fucking building, <laughs> that we were woefully unpre- underprepared and done nothing. Because we were like, right, let's go to the fish. Got a bow staff. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we got there and we were like, we're not going to win this. And even got a fishing rod. My name's Adam Rickman. No, it isn't. Oh. Out of all the ones that you've done, we've only ever finished one of them. Yeah. Um, we usually end up dying quite... That's you get wiped out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, we, I mean, that's it, like you said, it is suited to one-shots almost, because you can have a situation where if you're dead, you're dead. No yeah. creating new characters, shut the fuck up, get on with it. <laughs> so, and, and I suppose in that way, like, it kind of sorts it out. So even if you have a lot of fucking about and, you know, people, people going off track, it doesn't really matter in a Cthulhu game no and also the players uh, create a lot of really interesting situations like you know uh, in the time before this one you guys set a barn on fire um, <laughs> by accident yeah well you shot a bale of hay uh, missing a guy horribly and oh dear the, the barn set on fire uncontrollably <laughs> it was it was crazy well, yeah. shit happens man I mean you got to account for it so I mm. guess when you're writing your stories um, a lot of the time you'll um sort of actually keep it quite shorter than you would think because you know that shit's going to go wrong. You know there's going to be these extra things in there so you would keep it short. Yeah. yeah. And I think additionally, another tip that I think is a good one to do is is um, be prepared for it not to finish in one session. Yeah. Because that way, right, it, you don't want to be this DM that's like, even if you do it subconsciously, trying to hurry players through. Mm-hmm. You don't want to take away their feeling of immersion. Start and, railroading them. Yeah, and uh, start railroading them. So I think if, say, for instance, we did, you know, overrun on one of your campaigns and it ended up, um, you know, going over one session, we'd probably just do do it next month or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just carry on. There's no, no pressure, but that's never actually happened. It's never happened. Just because it's called a one-shot doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be wrapped up in one gaming session. You no. Know? Um, but, but it's just a shorter story where you can I don't know maybe let loose a bit more yeah, yeah. but it's kind of nice to um, 
uh, with the one shots to get people together of these uh, crazy crazy sort of uh, lives and you know they've got these weird days where they can do stuff and you can do stuff another day and you'll be like oh, I'll see you in two weeks yeah um, I've got to mow the lawn mate and stuff like that <laughs> yeah you know? um, so yeah you get all those kind of people together I feel know? like it's much easier to sync yeah, up man. people's schedules isn't it when you're doing a one shot because which we, is Sean's really good at the creator of Pub Fulo yeah well that's yeah. that's that's it it's a monthly event that, that he runs um, from a pub which is great from a pub yeah. so it's great so if any listeners want to come to that we'll send you an invite I mean yeah uh, certainly we're putting it out there anybody that's listening wants to come to Pub Thulu send us a message if you're in England or if you're about come down um, yeah come on down lager sometimes cider so yeah but if you want to come down and try Pub Thulu out and actually try one of Sean's amazing one shots then yeah get involved I'm genuinely disappointed in you and you need to grow the fuck up and start fucking thinking about taking this seriously because it's not a game not a game so with a one shot right obviously if you're an expert in Call of Cthulhu or any system, you can roll up a character quite quickly. Yeah. One shots, pre-made or uh, no pre-made. Um, sometimes they're really good pre-made characters uh, because uh, sometimes you get guys coming straight from work, you know, coming from the office, you know, they don't have to make a character. Um, you can make pre-made pretty quickly uh, in uh, Call of Cthulhu. Uh, or made made as well is a really good one for that mm-hmm. you can make a character within five minutes or ten minutes um, yeah really quick isn't it and in Call of Cthulhu you could probably make one in ten minutes but um, it's not going to have that much thought put into it but you can kind of evolve it as you play through the one shot well what I like to do is to make up uh, professions so I'll just make up a character sheet give them the skill points that they would have or and uh usually like a doctor, you know, stuff like medicine, stuff like that. Uh, And then they can give it their personal touch by giving them a name, an age, birthplace, stuff like that. I I have to agree that I think that's one of the best ways of doing it. And I actually nicked that when I did my Call of Cthulhu one-shot. And um, so, because it was set in a school, I had all these archetypes, like I had um, a goth, Mm. posh girl, um, a gypsy, a nerd, and something else. But the point is, is that that meant that all it was was that that was just their background in a very, very narrow sense. And what people could do is just elaborate on it however the fuck they wanted. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost like a blank page, just a little bit of guidance of what they are. And then it makes it easy because everyone can sit down and start playing straight away. I like that, though. That is good. I've done one-shots before when you get a... You know, you get a... We've played online when we've had some pre-gens. Yeah, and it's absolutely fine. I always was, like, opposed to it until recently when I actually played Trail of Cthulhu. Yeah. And I was kind of like... Oh, you know what? I love creating my own character. I'd hate to have a fucking pre-made. But then when we played it, you find it actually sometimes having a pre-gen or an archetype or something like that actually enhances role-playing. Yeah. You sort of get straight into you're a character. You're already set to it. You don't have to let it build as the story progresses. You've just got you've got an idea in your head. It's given to you. And you're like, right, I'll just work with this. And it, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll flesh this out however mm-hmm. the fuck I want. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that. That I think the best way really is to have archetypes, like you said. Yeah, definitely. And it's then, quicker, because even with Call of Cthulhu, yes, it takes 15 minutes to create a character, if you know what you're doing. You don't want to do but, that. But sometimes, sometimes you'll have a guy sitting at the table um, who doesn't, and it's like, okay, it'll take you 15 minutes, but then they're sitting there waiting for your help, and then you have to yeah, help them, yeah. and it takes another 15 minutes, and, and then you go around. I've done this right, is this all right? Can you just check this? Before you know it, you've lost an hour, mm-hmm. still, because you're helping everybody out. And exactly. Like you said, yeah, Sean's obviously very well versed in Call of Cthulhu, but 
if you're doing a one shot and there's people that maybe doesn't don't normally play or want to try it for the first time, mm-hmm. you don't want to get bogged down in all the admin. You just want to, you know, this is you. Have a well, go. I mean, what you could do, uh, you could have people create their characters beforehand if it's well planned. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. but the only thing is, is that that doesn't account for new players. And I exactly. Feel like one shots should be, and anyone anyone can join in, sort of thing. I think they're both uh, they've both got their um, merits, haven't they? Really? Yeah. Um, because, like you said, Jeff, you want a quick, you want a game to get off the ground quickly. Pre-gens are always good, but then if you're going to plan it beforehand and there's people that have played <clears throat> RPGs before and might want to sit and have a little think about their character, because for me personally, playing RPGs a lot of characters is a big deal. But at the same time, I'd happily look at three, four possible characters and be like, like look at this guy, I can work with him. Well, if, we were, doing, if we were doing a Pathfinder game, one shot for instance, yeah. and I just messaged all you guys and said create a character beforehand, then mm-hmm. we could all just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but um, other people wouldn't be able to, and we'd have to like create them maybe a dwarf or something. And you know what? Finder, yeah, some uh, people actually don't have the desire to learn how to create a character. No, no, no. That's just I mean, to play the game with um, our group, for instance. Whenever we start a new system, I always learn how to create a character and then help everyone do it. Yeah, and not not like in a shitty patronising way. And I'm not having a go. All I'm saying is I like doing that, and. People like to think about their character rather than the fucking numbers. Yeah, definitely. You know I mean, I mean so. when I took <clears throat> when I picked up Savage Worlds, we both read it and we sat on Skype for ten minutes, went through it, so, and you helped me out. And then I, you know, and it's easy. Just yeah. so even if we <clears throat> even if we are playing with veterans, they still might like to use a fucking pre-gen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just for simplicity's yeah. sake, mm-hmm. and, and just, for, <clears throat> just for having a bit of fucking fun. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. not, not getting bogged down. And especially with, with a one shot as well. I mean, I like to think because it's a one shot and it's it's not a long standing campaign and actions you make in this game, not that they don't matter within the game, won't necessarily have long lasting effects because you're not playing a long campaign. So you can let loose a little bit. You can do yeah. things your character maybe wouldn't normally do because you've got this kind of little bit of um, confidence because you know it's going to wrap up in a short amount of time so you yeah you know you well, can have quite, a lot of fun with one shots I've realised recently that I quite like playing nuisance characters <laughs> yeah I've noticed <laughs> yeah, yeah, that have have quite <clears throat> bad flaws and I, I think it's essential to RPGs in general I won't get into that but the point is is that in a one shot it's significantly less annoying to have yeah. a character like that mm-hmm. because you know they'll die soon and if anything they're probably going to die quite gloriously or at least, yeah, at least yeah. hilariously so you always exactly. remember it he was a fucking dickhead and now look how he got killed <laughs> but but the three so the three tips number one what the fuck was it I can't remember so uh, put Sean on spot <laughs> number one think of your mission first yes. uh, I'd go out and like watch watch a movie or something uh, yeah. get get your idea from that because you got beginning middle and an end you know the beginning's usually shown to you in quite a good way you know, uh, the second tip, yeah, don't worry about a game overrunning uh, because, um, yeah, if you got like problem players who are doing stupid stuff like in Call of Cthulhu, um, you'll learn that lesson pretty harshly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the third tip was archetypes are probably the way to go. Unless, but, yeah, unless you guys really want to create characters, or it's pre-planned yeah. and you've organised it. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. that's the extensive list. But let's go down the line right now, and to wrap this segment up, let's say what our favourite one shots we've ever played are, and a brief description of them. Nick, uh, mine's probably got to be the um, Trailer Cthulhu game we played on FG for the first time, but uh, Eric ran for us. We were just a pain in the ass, but our pre-gen characters were quite funny, and I was ended up being like a, a soppy artist, and you was. A posh woman. That's right. And it was just a fucking laugh. But yeah, that was probably my favourite one. It was one of the most fuck-about horror games we've ever played. Yeah, sorry, Eric. Um, Mine has to be... I know this sounds... It sounds like, you know, I'm being being a bit of a fanboy here, 
but mine has to be the Demon Dogs episode that you did where we were investigating um, a bunch of attacks by demon dogs on this small town. Um, there was a lot of lot of complexity to the actual story and it was achieved in a small amount of time, so I thought that was really good. But seeing as you're my brother, I don't think I can pick that as my top one. Um, you probably so my should. favourite one sure is the one I did. It was fucking <laughs> sick. Sick. No, no, I'm sure? just, uh, you I'm should write that. Yeah, you should. That adventure, man. The Demon Dogs should be a published module. I've said we'll this. We'll put it on and G+. That's, that's why we're getting Sean on the podcast, because we're going to say right here and now, you're definitely going to publish it, right? Uh, but, uh, buy it. The, the listeners want it. The um, listeners want it. I mean, you put... You, I mean, you put live, right? Is this live? Yeah, yeah, it's live. Oh. Right, so say you're going <laughs> to do See that red light? We're on air. We're on air, mate. Say uh, it. Uh, <laughs> okay. So okay, that, so... Yeah, he's got to do it. So what was your favourite one shot that you've ever done? Uh, one of my ones. No, <laughs> uh, I think my favourite was uh, your made one. Uh, it was just like so many uh, funny situations. Was Zykon's Castle or yeah, the dungeon? Yeah, that was good. Uh, I think uh, Zykon's Castle was my favourite. Oh, I forgot that was a one shot because we played it over three. Um, mm. Yeah, Zykon's Castle was my favourite, I think. Cause, uh, was that the one where we were trying to dress it up? to make him not look like a dungeon not look yeah, like a dungeon one, yeah. yeah exactly that was, that, was, that was hilarious it was really funny man really Go, really good going to a lot of different situations there uh, yeah my, my character like, tried to run away from the situation uh, it didn't work out <laughs> no uh, we tried to make something look like a chandelier failed miserably yeah that was good fun you man. had an absolute classic line Sean oh what was it again oh yeah oh oh what's that Oh, trouble at the old mill. <laughs> oh, that one, yeah. yeah, classic. <laughs> so good. Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> okay, so this is the check. Welcome, one and all, to the Chamber of Challenges. Stop fucking shuffling your papers. You're shuffling more. You shuffle up. <laughs> damn shuffle up. It's really unprofessional, my man. Look, this, uh, you know, I was sort of brought on here. I was sort of goading on here, really. We yeah. picked this show up, didn't we? But yeah, listen, man, just because you run the most successful YouTube business in the world... Don't come round here. Like, don't don't, don't tell us what to do, yeah, you fuck. Uh-huh. Well, I'm entitled to that. I've got to say that. The editing on your show is really good. Right, so my... Um, <laughs> so my challenge I'm going to do this week is... I'm bringing back the old school. We're going to the old school. It's dragon or blagging. Nice. So what I've done is I've written down some examples from uh, RPG books and you have to tell me what the real one is right Mm -hmm. so today we're going to do the quiz is all about Hackmaster okay right classic it was a it was a um, rival to D&D back in the day it was the comedy version and what I've done is I've written down some examples so here we go question one which one of these is the real spell from Hackmaster irritation annoyance wind up or perturbation one of those is a real spell from Hackmaster. Well, we got to confer and then give you the answer? Yeah, you can work together, guys. Okay, cool. Um, so, irritation, annoyance, wind-up, per- perturbation. Wind-up, I reckon. What do you think? Wait, am I in on this? Yeah, we're going to confer. Was just, I was just sort of thinking how you're not going to be able to answer this. <laughs> you got to help Yeah, me, but you've got to guess, like, you know, you've read RPG books. I know you've not read Hackmaster, but nah. you, you can, like, guess based on your... Well, I know it's comedy, so I'm thinking wind up. Can I have the options again, please? (laughs) (laughs) They weren't even listening. Irritation, annoyance, wind up, perturbation. Sick. Uh, Wind up. 
So you both said wind, wind up. up. Yeah. It was irritation. Ah. And it was a what? spell that gives you skin irritation. Oh. And I said that to you earlier before we were recording, Sean. And I, I forgot that I'd accidentally spoiled. I was like, oh, this is a really cool spell I found. Irritation, yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, which one of these is the real animal? Right. So you know in... Um, in like RPGs such as Pathfinder, I have like a table on there where you can buy different animals, right, like yeah. horses and shit like that. Which one of these is the real animal that you can buy in Hackmaster? Mega cow, riding killer whale, <laughs> exploding sheep, gigantic marmoset. Well, which one's the real one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, riding killer whale. Yeah, I think yeah, so as well. Yeah, that's what the first character spot on. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. Right, Nailed it. Also, I want to ride get that whale. as a mount. Yeah, that's sick. Which one of these is the real character race from Hackmaster? Omega Pixie, Dwarfling, Gnome Titan, Fatty. <laughs> I want it to be Gnome Titan. Should we, should we go Gnome Titan? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going with that. Yeah. It, it is Gnome Titan. Sweet. I haven't actually read that part of the book yet, but um, surely that would just be a regular sized person. A gnome titan. Oh, is it going to be that? No, because... I thought it was anyway. going to be like a larger gnome that's really ripped and shit. Well, like, he's only about three foot, but like to the other gnomes. <laughs> yeah, what like, if he was a titan gnome? Then he'd be a, no, a, a bigger gnome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Um, that's the subject for the next episode. Yeah. All right, so four. Last one. Which is the real monster? Uh, persistent waffler. <laughs> non-stop chatterer. Constant palaverer, incessant babbler. Is uh, Hackmaster English or American? I don't know. Judging by the art style of the comic that um, birthed this, I thought it was English, but right. I actually don't know. Okay. Um, I would think it would be American because it's the first sort of. Uh, Compared to D&D. Yeah. Okay, look, but we shouldn't talk about shit we don't know what the fuck we're talking <laughs> about. But nonetheless, I, I thought it was English. It might be American. Anyway, yeah, okay. So, can so we... which one's the real monster? Persistent waffler, non-stop chatterer, constant palaverer, incessant babbler. Um, incessant babbler? Uh, I'm going to... Well, I think it would be either... Yeah, I think persistent waffler. Or yeah, that's what I thought as well. Yeah, Persi- let's go persistent waffler. Yeah. Um, it was incessant babbling. Ah, oh, never mind. No. Unlucky, 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 unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's um, that's dragon of blang for this week. Did you win? I don't know because I never, never keep know. track of the score. <laughs> I think we did. I thought we. I think we win as well. We win. Yeah. No. No, we didn't. It it's had the vibe. It's alright for my fun size Mars bar, please. I like that. Yeah, no, you only get the unfun size. You so, get so what's that mouldy one? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfun Mars bar. It's so, it's so so small you can't even see it. Oh, that's so basically fun. you'll like find it the same as fun size. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Right. That's, All right. And that's Mars bars. There you go. Well, we're the same kind of thing, but this is actually called Quizfulu because it's a Cthulhu-based quiz. Right, and we working together? Cutting edge jokes here. Um, yes, you can work together. We'll do the same format, shall we? Cool. All right. All right, okay, so there's some fucking tricky ones in here, and there's some pretty straightforward ones in here, because they're... Yeah, I'm, I found <laughs> I'm them an from... expert. Anyway, no, no, I, did, I found them from places, so... All right. Um, okay, so we'll start off. Right, question number one. We'll go off easy. What is your character most likely to you, uh, to lose during a game session? Is it... Uh, actually, no, I'm going to take it. Go Sanity. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. So. Okay, cool. Bosh. Okay, what comes before this? And with strange eons, even death may die. 
Is it the unclean one can eternal lie? Is it the dreaming ones cannot lie? Is it the cake is a lie? Brilliant. Or is it that is not dead can eternal lie? Yes, that one, isn't it? I think. I think it is. Yeah. That is not dead can eternal lie. Absolutely right. Well done. Oh, uh, cool. Okay. Um, is Cthulhu one of the outer gods? He is indeed. No. Not. I don't think not. Yeah, you got to let him finish, Nick. Nick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, No, he's a great old one. Yeah. uh, Yeah, he is. So no, no, he isn't. He is a great old one. He is the great old one. Yes. Cthulhu is a member of the great old ones. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's he's one. So he's not an elder god. No, he's a great old one. Fucking knew it, man. Yeah, yeah. Right, we're, right. we're acing this, man. We're cool. acing this. I can't wait to win my fun size Mars bar. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> Nick, it better be fun size. Uh, I, ate, I ate them all, don't I? Just say. You On the way up here. Sorry. Shithead. Anyway. You, <laughs> you absolute shithead. Um, right, okay, next one. The great old one, Gloon, is also known as the unspeakable, he who, who, he who is not to be named, mm-hmm. the corrupter of flesh, master of the temple, Troubler of sands who waiteth in the outer dark. The inhabitant of the lake, lord of dead dreams. Mm-hmm. Or the wind walker, the widigo, god of cold white silence. Do you know what? I recognise all of those except for the lake one. So here, man. Uh, so I think we should go for that because I think all the other ones are for different Cthulhu monsters. Oh, yeah. We'll go with that then. We're going to go for inhabitor of the lake. Sorry, guys. Cunt! <laughs> it's uh, the Corrupter of Flesh, Master of the Temple. Fuck, man. I, I, I could have sworn I would have recognised it. Gloon, is it? Gloon, yeah. Gloon. I've done gloon my hand. Don't gloon it. All right, cool. Uh, all right, next question. Who is the uh, who is the name of the reanimator? Is it... Rihanna. Re- <laughs> Who's Under the name of Rihanna? Under my umbrella, Ella. Reanimator, Ada. No. No, that's awful. That's grow up. Grow up. Oh. And grow up listeners at home. Right? Stop playing RPGs. All of you grow up. Who is the name of the reanimator? Is it Herbert West, John Finley, Harry Doom, or Mark Blackfrost? You know what? Harry Doom sounds like he's a pretty pretty shifty guy um, sounds like a DC character to me <laughs> no that'd be like Dave Doom <laughs> no that's Marvel man yeah so we want yeah. again who is the name of the reanimator is it Herbert West John Finley Herbert Harry... West yeah well done it's Herbert West Herbert West sorry okay, cool. uh, sorry I interrupted man you didn't get to confer on oh, that one shit. But we're close oh, to we'll, give, that. we'll give Sean the next one then do you know what we're going to have We're gonna sh- when we share this Mars bar Sean it's going to be the it's, day of our lives it's going to be so fun <laughs> fun size fun times <laughs> okay so next one H.P. Lovecraft was born in 1890 which year did he return to Dreaming Cthulhu uh, it, oh, it I'll give you the options yeah, sorry that's a bit harsh otherwise was it 1937, 1934, 1936, or 1934? Dreaming Cthulhu. Well, he means dead, dead, isn't it? It was 1936, wasn't it? When he died. No, when he was... Nick, just... don't give him a hint. Uh, when he was dreaming Cthulhu. I, th- uh, I thought he died in 1937. I thought, no, no, return. Which, which year did he return to dreaming Cthulhu? Yeah. I'm assuming that means dying, no? No, no, um, no, he... <laughs> No, he had vi- he H.P. Lovecraft have these viv- vivid dreams about Cthulhu, and why am I explaining this on this podcast? Well, he, uh, it was it was said that um, in actual fact that his cosmic horror in creations were um, 
him intuiting things he couldn't properly understand, such as That's the Illuminati it, yeah. and things like that. And that when he had these dreams, that it actually was sort of um, like him predicting great world events and things like that. Oh. Um, but like that, bla- like that blind, um, like woman in somewhere that always have you seen always the blind woman in somewhere I, I, how can I forget no it's like she's like really old and she's in like some old village and uh, oh, it always comes up in the newspaper every year she predicted like the war she the lottery numbers this. today yeah, they're going to be and she predicted Trump but oh, I can't remember so HP Lovecraft is a bit about that is that yes I'm Same talking person. about Morgan Freeman Nick that's her <laughs> that's her that's the guy <laughs> no right you're all wrong it's uh no, yeah, it's not. Although we don't quite know what a question means. No, I lived there, yeah. No, but, no, well, I did, but, like... Well, when um, did, when did, yeah, but did it, no, but did, did, the thing is, what you got to remember is, does the question mean, when did he start having these vivid nightmares again? Hmm. Or does it mean when he died? Because it out. could be the person that wrote the fucking question is having a laugh, you know, and uh, he's, he's tried to write it in this really creative way, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it ended up yeah, actually 90, just being yeah, well confusing. He died, died in 1937. Okay, so ah. the question was that when he died. Poetic way of saying when he died. Yeah, see? Oh. That's why it was so difficult to interpret. So you've got, you downloaded, <laughs> so you downloaded some of these questions from the internet, right? It's just a quiz from the internet. A couple of quizzes that I kind of put together because I didn't have time. That's fine. But my point is is that um, we're going to find out who did this. And yeah. we're going to hurt them. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Hurt them. It's hurt them, that's fine. I don't know. But no, it's a good quiz. Uh, I've got one more if you want. Yeah. H.P. Lovecraft's initial stand for Horatio Phillips, Henry Phillips, Howard Phillips, or Hannibal Phillips. Howard Phillips. Yes, absolutely right. So you both win the hey. Mars bar that I ate earlier. Up top. Yay. I'll be laying awake at night thinking of fucking goblins. Fucking goblins. Fucking goblins. Fucking goblins. Hello, mate. All right, mate. Right, Ryan. Yeah, mate. Ryan, quickly, while you're on the phone, just quickly do a freestyle about a wizard with problems. Go. <laughs> well, no, I can't, man. I'm quickly now, go. quickly. I'm not no, fucking I about. Go. Come on. Dude, I've, got, I've got to go to work. Uh, you right, Nick? No, just qu- either do the freestyle. We're not talking hey, about... Okay, 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 then I'll we go. can't... I'm afraid we can't talk to you about what you want to talk about. <laughs> Nick, hang up on him. Nick. What? Hang up, hang up on him. No, no, you're some professional. Hang up on him. Hang up on him. Oh, sorry, Ryan. Hang up on him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Poor Ryan. In a land far beyond your imagining, adventure waits. And down beneath you will find things that you never dreamed of seeing. Goblins, orcs, treasures, mountains of gold. Will you be brave enough to delve deep and beat the final boss of the dungeon? This is Adventure Calls, available for $49.99.99. Available at all good retailers. So this bit, um, so this is Adventure Call, right? And this is where we um, do a prank call. We know they're childish, we know they're silly, we know it's pure wild to do fucking prank calls, but we're going to do one now. Because they're funny. Basically... We used to have a listener called Pete Jones, who we called Pete Malloy. And he used to message us all the time. He was always in touch. Always not, all, listening. not all the time. <laughs> it was, all, it was sent, all the time. He sent a message. He sent us a message, right? And he bought a copy of Made. He sent us a nice letter. He got a copy of Made. And we asked him to update us on it, and he hasn't updated us. So we think he might have gone missing. We're worried. Right? So what we've done, investigator style, our Call of Cthulhu, we've gone through his um, Google Plus profile <laughs> and we found out he's really into something called Zubuntu. <laughs> now, we don't know what Zubuntu is, but we think it sounds like a uh, Indian 
um, food dish. So we reckon we've surmised that he might be in the local curry restaurant. Round the corner. So we're going to see if we can find him. This is Adventure Calls, The Search for Pete Malloy. So we're going to call Rachita's, our local curry restaurant, and see if he's in there. Eating a rubunto. I might have to affect an accent. Uh, good afternoon, sir. I was uh, just uh, wondering about your Zubantu curry. I'm he- I've heard you're famous for it. I can't understand you. Uh, I I was just uh, inquiring about your Zubantu curry. There's a man named Peep Malloy who frequents your restaurant a lot and recommends us Zubantu curry. I can't understand you. Uh, Can you? Uh, is that code? The dragon flies west in the north. Hello? Where's Pete Malloy, man? I took you with me. No, no, this is not a joke, sir. Pete Malloy has gone missing. I heard he gets your Zubantu curry quite a lot. We are busy right now. Call later. Uh, Thank you. Look, this is very important. Uh, there's, you can always make time. Then what can I do for you? Where's Pete, uh, where's Pete Malloy? Get angry. Where's Pete Malloy? Where is he? Where are you hiding him, man? I'm here. So, uh, please. You're here. Please. Where's Pete Malloy? Uh, we are busy right now. Please call later. Uh, yeah. look, Thank all you. right, I'll just take this Ubuntu curry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, no, perfect, mate. Cheers, man. In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. All right, so last up, we're on to Electro Letters. <coughs> yeah, let's go. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. This is the part where we talk about Final Fantasy XV. What, because you've got it today? And I'm, that's all, that's, I'll be honest, I've got, I want to wrap this up. I've got a lot of Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 to play. <laughs> Don't judge me, man. I like the, I, I like the good-looking men in that game. It's more pressing matters. Yeah. The Electro well, Letters. Po- Pokemon. Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. 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 yes or, or the Electro Letters. Let's do them. Um, we have to rowl it. First of start all, a Pokemon grass type. Shut up, you two. Pokemon. Right. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, the first Pokemon, I mean, question. The first Pokemon we've got in is. Uh, no, right, so I've got an apology, first of all. So um, I want to apologise. Sean, have a look at this oh. a second, guys. So, right, yeah. you know the drunk pod? Um, this is the reason why we've missed a load of questions. See all this. Oh, yeah, because we spilt beer. It's got stuck together. So we want to say sorry, first of all, because last podcast, when we did the drunk podcast, drunk pod, yeah. somebody, not naming any names, me, spilt, spilt beer all over it. on Nick's notebook, and two of the pages got stuck together, so we missed some questions. So we're going to do those ones now. Is that all right with you, Sean? Uh, that would be fine. Your long, Highness. As long as the questions aren't beer, 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 beer. That's a bit I don't know. Um, so the first one is from Manuel Sams. Holy shit, Manuel. Buddy of ours, fellow gamer. He is the best German. Best German going. Um, and he's got a few questions. First question is, as GMs, what are your methods of determining how much immersion your players actually want? Um, I think we answered this a little bit in the last episode, but the best way is to keep the first session that you play with them quite open mm-hmm. and see what motivates them. 
So obviously there's things like gold, there's things like story. So put a bit of everything in there, see which one they go for. See what they buy. Yeah. That's why it's always best to, uh, when you're DMing a campaign, to prepare the first one and then just see where it goes from there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You can never predict what the player's going to do. Sweet. Yeah. Sound advice. Okay. Uh, Sometimes immersion breaks during the game for various reasons. Like this (laughs) part. Exactly like that. Awesome joke by someone, freak rolls, but also phone calls or disturbance by a player. Um, what's your approach to get your players back into the game? Uh, I Slap. I usually use like a long stick uh, just to hook them back in. That's it. I usually organise sort of a more swift beating by a bunch of goons. That's that, that's quite. They're on hand. But for 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 Rizzle, the man Wizzle, um, what we, we tend to do is just be like. Right, okay, when when they finish their phone call, we're straight back into it. There's really no other way around it, is there? Um, I mean, it's so hard just to get players back straight into it. But usually, you know, when we have to take a little break, uh, and, or because somebody's got a phone call or, or there's an interruption or whatever, everyone goes a bit quiet, don't they? Yeah. Because we're just still focused on the game. Yeah. I think the only way you can get straight back into it is if, if everyone's still focused. And, and the thing is, just... we tend to talk game if we're having a quick break. So if someone has took a phone call quickly or so, we'll carry on talking about the plan. Yeah, yeah, or... just, yeah we're just discussing what we're going to do next. Exactly, yeah. So maybe so then, if, if, you, if you're with players that don't do that, just say, so what do you think you guys are going to do? And then mm-hmm. they can t- they yeah, can talk about the game. Ask them the question. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And his final question is, uh, there's many different nuances of immersion. Where is your personal comfort zone and why? Um, all in, mate. All in, go for it, mate. Yeah, yeah. I like immersive experience. The thing is, I, 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 as much as I like the numbers side of things, um, if I'm DMing, I tend to take care of that and just say to people, "You tell me what you want to do. I tell you what you need to roll," because yeah. it makes it easier for everyone. But um, I like a big story. I like a detailed story, and I like the numbers. I like everything. Love yeah, the I'm the same, really, because I like um, like Pathfinder for that. Because you have like traditional character leveling, like bot, uh, bad guys that level up monsters that level up I mean to to your sort of thing so it's sort of like a yeah yeah you get that sort of challenge in there and you get to sort of role play as well yeah so you've got like this really robust system that, that sort of um, makes everything um, quite cool if you know it do you know what I mean like it's really really fun in that respect but additionally you've also it's also a great system for role playing so it's got a bit of both I think that's probably why we like Pathfinder so much because I think it strikes the best balance it's not complicated like old school AD&D but it's complicated enough that it gives you uh, a really robust game system yeah definitely and yeah you feel yes like proper yeah just a proper solid game basically Exactly. Yeah, good fun, Pathfinder. Okay, brilliant. Thank you, Manuel. Keep him coming in. Cheers, um, man. I think he probably has well, brought... Uh, to be fair, he might have sent another one in because we're still on last week's questions. One more. Uh, yeah, so we're really sorry again. We've got one coming from Jeanette. Big Jeanette, haven't we? Yeah, we've got one from Jeanette. Jeanette Gerard. Good friend of the show. Um, she's put... Good friend of the show. Good Hang f- on. Good friend of Close the show. Close personal friend of the show. <laughs> Close personal friend of the show. I yeah, love that's Jeanette. right. Yeah, Jeanette's lovely. Um, so she says, Hey, guys, I have a character question for your next podcast. Uh, right now the longest running character I have played which is for over two years was created by another person who dropped out of the game after three weeks and agreed to take it over when I joined though when the party returned they discovered the rogue they thought was a teenage boy when they left him uh, behind to recover from his injuries was in fact a girl how comfortable are you playing characters created by someone else other than pre-gens for one shots Uh, 
I've only ever done it once, and it was during a game, a long Cthulhu campaign that you ran, Sean, that was where um, Ryan got a bit bored of his character. Um, Cliff Smithers was basically a TV hypnotist who had absolutely no real hypnotism abilities. And Ryan got a bit bored of him because he wasn't that good um, at things like combat, and he was more a talky sort of character and things like that. Yeah. And um, although Ryan's good at playing those, he didn't find him very fun to play. So I said to him, when my character died, I was like, well, why don't you just create a new one and I'll take Cliff and I'll be him. Yeah. And I fucking loved it, man. Because the cool thing was is that I had all this established shit to go on that mm-hmm. he'd already built up for me. Mm-hmm. And all I had to do was just bounce off of that. Yeah. I barely had to put any fucking work in. I just it jumped in. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And um, Sean, you said that you liked the way that I played him versus how Ryan did it as well. Like, they're both good. Yeah. Like, but like, I did it differently to how he did it as yeah, well. You did, yeah. yeah, it suited you a lot. And I guess that's where you sort of got your inspiration for playing trouble characters yeah because this guy's a bit of a dickhead wasn't he (laughs) yeah he was yeah 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 so so I personally I think it's pretty cool Um, I have no problem with it I think it's fun yeah I'll pick up a character no problem yeah Yeah. make it yours Um, and that's it from Jeanette so thank you very much sorry they're a fucking bit late (laughs) yeah sorry about that Jeanette and Manuel you guys mean the world to us and and, and, uh, sorry sorry superstars uh, right, so this week's questions. First one's coming from Morgan Ellis, first time, so thank you very much. The big Morg. Yeah, we met him. We oh, spoke yeah, we to met him. him. We had a little chat with him you know, while he was watching the uh, Fighting Rovers game. He's a very funny guy. Yeah, he's funny. And I like he's, him. Uh, yeah, he's a big fan of some other shows. He's so. British, isn't he? Yes, he is. Hey, shout out, shout, shout out. Come, out. Come to the pub and play Cthulhu with us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, come on down, Morgan. Um, so his question is, have you ever made a character in an RPG that was based off of something in a TV show, movie, or comic book? All the fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Helps. it's it's a great starting point because um, it's similarly to taking over a character from someone else. You have a very good established personality that's quite easy to play because you already have an idea of how that character would act. Yeah, definitely. so it's not to say you just rip it straight out of something else, but like no, it's use just the concept. Like, it's just like a jump off point, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You take it and put your own spin on it. Exactly. Because. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you made a character that was quite similar to an, a character from Galaxy Quest, didn't you? Yeah. And what you did is you took that character and you played him similar to how he was in Galaxy Quest, but you put your own spin on it, where he did actually kind of want to be a hero as well. Yeah, yeah it sort of um, yeah, it sort of expanded his, his own character in the end, and by the end of it, I just thought of him as him. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, totally. He was his own character. I mean, I, I had, um, or Donnie, Ironsides, he was a kind of mixture between Dog the Bounty Hunter and Macho Man Randy Savage. So. And then you had yeah. Roland, who was um, very, very similar to Roland DeShane from yep, the Dark from the Tower. Tower. That was your longest running character. Yeah, loved him. So, yeah, I mean, we, we do do characters based on stuff all the time. In mm-hmm. fact, if for new players, I'd say it's one of the best ways to, to create a character yep. if you're having trouble coming up with an original idea. And you can really love your character then when it's, it's just like you're playing something that you watch on TV or and you really like. And, and like, it can still be an original idea. Yeah. Like you said, Sean, it will, it will evolve into something else. As yeah. you play it, you go, actually, you know what? I'm going to change this character in this way. And you'll change it to a, a, a different way that you like it. It'll be different from the TV show or the book or the play or the... Uh, Whatever. <laughs> and sometimes uh, situations will come up as well in the game that will change your character naturally as well. Like it always happens in RPGs. Just like some sort of situation will, yeah, just come up and for better or for worse, yeah, they change, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're wicked. So that's a lovely question. So thank you, Morgan. Keep on coming in, mate. Cheers, Morgan. It was good to meet you the other day. 
Yeah, it was good to meet you. Yeah, stay in touch. Um, Okay, so the next question is coming from Zach the Jenk. Oh, my God, no. Is he out of prison? Well, I was just about to say, we didn't get one last time, so I think he might have served his time. No, what I think is that in prison he probably stabbed somebody and he was in solitary, so he couldn't see us. Should we warn Sean about Zach? Yeah, um, thing is, though, with Zach, he's um, a hardened criminal, and the thing is he sends us questions and we've got to read them out because otherwise he comes and burns your house down That's the boys. So, so be nice to him be Zach, really uh, nice. Zach have you been working out yeah he looks good wow Zach Jesus those arms yeah that, yeah, that sounds pretty dangerous it doesn't sound like a healthy relationship no me. but no, he's it a good is guy like, it is really no because he's a he great guy he treats us nice yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Shh, he's, he's a great it. guy yeah, yeah. burns Keep, stuff down no 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 shh shh no, he's a, he, I good. just want to say on record, he's never burned anything down. No, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. So, shh, shh. anyway, well, what's his question? Zach the Jenk uh, asks: So, as keepers, are you more likely to make encounters more deadly in one shots? Do you let players know ahead of time so they can roll up spare characters? Ooh. Um, in one shots, like you, obviously can make more deadly encounters. Because you know that they're not going to be playing next week. Yep. Yeah. And you want it to be challenging. It's the, the the grade of progression is, I suppose, would be lo- yeah a lot larger. Like you'd sort of be fighting like low level stuff, and then you'd be fighting higher and higher pretty quickly. You might have like, a big boss at the end or something you, like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, uh, inherently it makes sense to have some hard encounters in there because it's almost like the sort of arcade experience of playing an RPG. And it should have a cool few cool like deadly encounters yeah. in there. With regards to letting people know beforehand, I don't think usually I do that, but I have said to people before we played GURPS and all the sci-fi weapons in GURPS are very, very powerful. And I did say to people, Oh, this is a meat grinder, so that they know the sort of um tone of the game and know yeah. that they have to sort of play it carefully. Yeah. But other than that, no, you shouldn't really tell them beforehand, like, oh, mate, this is going to be deadly, you're going to die, you're going to have to roll up a spare character. Just maybe have some pre-mades ready in case they do, but don't tell them because then it keeps the mystery alive. Yeah, exactly. I guess, yeah, that people should know the nature of the game they're playing and then they'll be, yeah, like you say, prepared for that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, but not too much. Yeah. 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 Just like, oh, Cthulhu is a meat grinder, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep Mm -hmm. it simple. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all you need to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't want to give too much away. Uh, he also pops another question over, so we better answer this one. <laughs> what is the craft beer market like in the UK? Is it nearly as popular as here in the States? Yes, and better. Yeah. We make good out. No, no, we can't say that. <laughs> but no, no, I'm just saying, yeah, in the UK, we've got a, a, a gigantic variety of ales. Yeah. Um, it's ludicrous. I mean, much like the States, there's um, fucking ale festivals all over the place. I go to the Oxford Beer Festival every year. It's a crack. I went to one in Brighton once, and we were drinking fucking cider out of a massive jug on the top of a bus. It was fucking Ray, amazing. Lads. It was really good, because when we got there, right, we had this, um, they had all these, like, barrels full of craft cider and craft beer, right? Nice. And one of the bands just put got their own jug out it was like it was like a two uh, like a gallon jug of milk right and he just went up it, obviously there was no liquid in it at the time and poured it full of cider then got on this bus it was a two story bus and we were standing on the top smoking and drinking cider whilst nice. one of them was playing the guitar nice. it was just like the best thing ever pretty so um, yeah yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty decent there's a lot of good craft beers around but as Spider-Man once said with a lot of craft beers comes a lot of uh, pretentious wankers <laughs> and there is fuck me there is a high high fucking density yeah. of beer hipsters in in the UK I love craft beers I love craft ales but you go to Brighton and then they're serving um, 
fucking craft ale by the third of a pint because they think it's that fucking great that you have to b- spend five pounds to buy a third of a fucking pint. Say what? Like one gulp of a drink. I'm just like, come on, mate. Take the piss. Cut it out. Get out. But, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Come on over and have a drink. Um, that's Zach and the last question is from good old Jamie 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 we haven't heard from him in a while nope he's popped in with one and the he's, big Pearson yeah, the big Pearson yeah the big piss one <laughs> well yeah so he said why the fuck would you do a podcast sober yeah good actually that's the point on the gathering of talks they always talk about um, how he's already like two beers in or whatever like, really? when it begins and stuff like that well they say strung a couple on but the thing is though um, he he the Gathering of Dorks, they managed to do it because they actually have some talent. Yeah. Whereas we fucked it up. Well, it's quite bad. Yeah, exactly. We didn't have much to start with, and then we decided to get drunk and make it a, a rock state. Worse. Yeah, so well, that's probably why. Because well, if it, the <laughs> thing is, if you're always drunk, then in a way you're sober. So what you should be doing is always drinking. And then when we do the drunk cast, they'll be better. Yeah. Ah, drink more. Okay. That's a great that's idea. It. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. No worries. Good tips all around. Brilliant. And that's uh, all the great questions this week. Thank you so much for sending them in. We appreciate you. We appreciate your questions. We like you. Appreciate don't we think about you. Yeah, really, we like you a lot. I don't really know you, but... Sean I, likes I you too. To, I hope to get to know you. <laughs> Sean wants to get to know you. Yeah. Yeah. Just putting it out there. <laughs> just, just putting it out. He's winking at the uh, the microphone, so... I don't think any women listen to this show, Sean. Yeah, I don't know why I was winking. Actually, no, like, Jeanette well, does. Well, Jeanette does. So confirmed one is she have, have you met her in the flesh though no no we haven't but and I don't know if she's single or not because um, you played a woman in World of Warcraft and stuff so he plays a woman a lot doesn't he yeah in games yeah because because uh, I'm a man <laughs> right. so I like to be someone different alright so like, if I had the option to be an alien I'd be an alien alright in real life and in the game <laughs> yeah alright calm I, I want to be an alien I want to be a woman alien alright I want to be a she alien <laughs> <laughs> that's too much to ask for just somebody if anybody can make me a she alien, <coughs> please get in, do. Get in touch. Get in touch with Jack us. Jack probably do it. She's got all sorts of wizarding ways. She's got magic ways. Let okay, us know cool. if there's any women out there as well. <laughs> if any women listen to the show, good for you. Sean wants to know. Get in touch with Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's all the questions this week. So thank you very much. As um, always, I just want to say, um, go fuck yourself. No, no. sorry. This is going to be the shout-out segment, right? So we're going to talk about some social shout-outs. But first of all, Sean, do you want to plug your show? Yeah, I would like to a bit, actually. My show, uh, basically, my YouTube channel, uh, Swag's Den, uh, is a channel all about gaming history. Uh, You've got reviews on the latest games, retro games, and a lot of stuff you maybe didn't know about games. Uh, You've also got... Uh, the uh, Danny Dyer versus video games uh, where those are funny yeah where Danny Dyer uh, trolls people online uh, for those that don't know Danny Dyer is an obscure British actor um, and he yeah Sean knows him personally (laughs) uh, he does these videos where he trolls people online and if I could recommend one video of yours it'll be uh, the Fighting Fury one that's one of my favourites the reason being, it's all about this um, cancelled fighting game that was based on an anime that was about wrestling, and it's one of the worst fucking games ever made. And <laughs> it's such a good watch because you go into the history of it, um, why it ended up being so shit, 
and all of this and it's it's so good so search for swags den all one word and then fighting fury yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd definitely uh, recommend uh, recommend checking it out if you like video games and RPGs or if you just like Sean if you yeah. like him also if you're a woman uh, that too <laughs> <laughs> alright good um, this isn't a dating platform for you Sean it is Nick we're changing it <laughs> well, of your celebrity way, man. Like, you know. tabletop Tinder. To be fair, we did. Uh, you did promise him snack size sweets. At no, you did. RPG you RPG books, and he got none of it. So it's the least we can do. But <laughs> bless him. So many broken promises. I know, a bastard. So for all the listeners, we are part of a group, a wonderful group called the Nerds International Network of Guys, and usually Girls. of people. People. <laughs> and usually we big up one of our esteemed colleagues, right, and we get specific. But this week we're going to do a general shout out because what we want one our listeners to do is go into Google Plus and follow Nerds International. Yeah. Because if you do that, not only do you get updates on the latest shows such as The Gathering Dorks, The Wild Died, The Murder Hobo Show, Gary McCallum, what you get is you get um, a bunch of really, really cool guys that just want to talk about RPGs. Yep. You'll meet a bunch of people that you will very, very soon call friends. Very knowledgeable. Such as Jeanette Girard, such as Zach Jenkins. All great guys. No, Zach's on Twitter. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. But my Don't point, mess about with him. My point is, is that go on there because they're all great guys yes. and you can learn about a bunch of new shows. Learn so loads of Google+, Plus, Nerds International. Get on it. Now. Check us all out. No, now. Now, right Stop now. Stop listening to this. Go on that now. Now, grow up. Sean? Um, Sean, you, you want it? it? You want it? Um, I'm, uh, I'm on it. Yes. Uh, get, your, get your phone <laughs> That didn't out. sound convincing. <laughs> yeah, I've done away from my face. If I trust you, show me that phone. <laughs> no. Sean's not leaving this place until he's, <laughs> Sean, Sean's not leaving this place until he's on Nerds International. We're getting, we're getting him on there. Sean doesn't know how to use an internet. I've, I don't know. We'll that's, why you, that's why you play PS2 games. The Google Bus. Yeah, no, don't worry. Okay, everyone get on the Google Bus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Choo, choo. Oh no, that's a train. See, look, I'm, that's how bad I am. That's how that's how little about technology he knows. I don't know what a bus is. Well, that's kind of far out. Lasers and monsters is a far out game. Imagine that you've listened to the show, Nick, and you thought to yourself, "I want to get in touch with these guys." Right? How do they fuck do that? I'll tell you how the fuck they do that, Sean. Um, you can go on the various social media platforms that are available on the internet. But first of all, let's do email. Email is tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Twitter is at tabletoptwats. Facebook is forward slash tabletop T. Why are we doing it like a robot? I don't know. And next up, yeah. Tumblr. We don't, don't know Tumblr. how it works. We don't know how Tumblr works. We it's put, on there. We put a GIF on there once. Done something once. Um, so yeah, contact us via those means and do it. For the fuck of Christ, do it. Because we are so stories. Because And also, we've had a couple more wicked stories sent in. And they're going to be bonus content. And they're going to be bonus as well. So keep them coming in because we absolutely love them and we like anything. Just talk to us. Please. So um, last week, um, you know, we gave you a thought mm-hmm. to ponder on, mm-hmm. be, you know, uh, while you're waiting for the next episode. And this week will be no exception. We, we give you a thought to ponder on, you think about it, and then we give you the answer next week. So this week's question is going to be, is the plural of moose, meese? Meese. Give that a think and let me know if you come up with the answer. Um, and that's it for another episode, isn't it, guys? Uh, yeah. I want to thank Sean for coming on. Make sure you go to his channel, Swags Den. It is really good. And I want to thank Nick for coming on. Make sure you go to his channel, Nick's Cool Things. 
<laughs> my cello. <laughs> which is this one. Which is this one. But it's not called Nick's Cool Thing, it's called Tabletop Tight. So go on that. Go on that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so thanks for listening, everyone. And if there's one thing that I would like to leave you with, it is this. Chicken McBosh. Ooh. In the face. <laughs> yes. yes. Previously on Tabletop Twats. That Harrison that you do this stupid cast pod with is actually a space criminal. We're going to travel through time to a point where he was weaker and shoot him in the noggin. You come into my club, interrupt my night, make me get out of my glarking chair. <laughs> what did you do that for? What's the problem? I said hit him, not throw acid in his face. Thank fuck we got away from that. That was some scary shit back there. Oh, you fucked everything up. We he, Now he knows our faces. He's going to be looking for us. We are fucked. Hang on. Do, 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 can you hear something? Yeah, I can. What the? Is that a giant robot? We're going to die. Oh, this is the bit where we die. Oh, 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 Lord. Oh, I feel awful. I can't see. Where are we? Is this a hospital? Oh, it smells like one. <sighs> Sir, could you please get back into your bed? No. Sir, come on. You, you, you've got to stay. You've got to rest. The doctor said so. I'll tell you when to shut. Okay, Nick, here's the plan, and try to listen carefully. I know the morphine's still doing its thing. Okay, mate. Get up off the floor. There's little time to waste. Oh, sorry. Okay, so we need to get some electrician's outfits, including one of those mask things. Then we go to where Harrison lives and cause a power outage in his area. This will give us a plausible reason to move in and kill him. But you said his security would be all increased and stuff. Yes. But as long as we can slip in under our geysers, we should be able to get up close and personal with Harrison and kill him nice. Yeah, but we need a gun. Well, let's go buy disguises first and I'll have a think about how we might acquire one. Hello! Welcome to my costume shop. Uh, hi. Uh, we're after... My name is Hans Mooshammer Gruber. Uh, okay. Uh, could I have... What would you like? Uh, could I please have... I think you would look good in this. Look, he doesn't need a Jimmy Savile costume. What we require is... Oh, calm down, bitte. These things take time. We need the following items. <laughs> Sorry, just let me get this. <clears throat> Hello? Was? Nein, ich kenne keinen Erik Leimeru. Nein, er arbeitet auch nicht hier. Oh, fahr zur Hölle! <coughs> Sorry, that was my mother. So, how can I help you two gentlemen? Yes, right. We need... Meine Güte, how rude of me. I didn't even offer you a drink. Uh, would you like a cup of tea? No! Fruchtsaft? No! 
All right, no problem. What would you like? We need... Oh, I just remembered I... Shut up! We need two electrician's outfits with masks now. Okay, why didn't you say earlier? I have two of those in about your sizes right here. Um, would you like to pay with a Wulong card or cash? Oh yeah, shit. Uh, we're out of cash. Well, that is a pity. No, wait. I'll give you this flask of acid in exchange for the costumes. Hmm. In Ordnung, a flask of acid. And also, you have to give me a hug for slightly too long. Haha! <laughs> Go on, Nick. Hug the man. Oh, oh this is a bit awkward. Mm. I can smell his breath. Right, so now we need to find a gun. How are we going to do that? Fuck knows. Wait, who's this? Need me crack, weed, mega heroin. No thanks, we don't require any drugs. Okay, okay. see you later. later. Wait, 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 wait. Can you find us a gun? Yeah, 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 I can give you one of those. Trouble is, we uh, we don't have any woolongs. Alright, give me your pants. Your trousers. Quick, quick, come on. Uh, Nick, this doesn't seem legit. Shut up, Al. I'm from Croydon. I know what I'm doing. There you go, man. Thanks. Alright. You wait here, I'll be back in a minute. I sure can't wait till he comes back with that gun. Fucking freezing out. <laughs> <laughs>